good morning to you? Come on, man. Your worship sound real good today. Come on. How about this worship team today? Come on. That song is powerful. My goodness in heaven. Love me as you find me. It's one of my favorites too. Hey, I want to welcome all those watching online with us today. We have some amazing as well, some of our military families that are um, different places that they watch. Uh, uh, they're with us every week, you guys. So um, different ones that are in different parts of the world that tune in. They let us know. They've told me and they'll or email us. And so we love you guys. We just celebrated the fourth. I know y'all did too where you're at. And we thank God for you, all of our men and women, to help make, come on, our freedom possible. We love you. Come on, let's give a hand to all those watching. Love you guys. Love you guys very, very much and thankful for all that God is doing. Hope you had a great fourth and uh, man, we're so thankful for, for all that is happening and, and good to be back home with you. Last weekend I was in down in Indianapolis area and uh, west side with uh, Pastor Chad and Katie Lunsford. Echo Church is a church that we actually helped to launch, and uh, which is pretty amazing. And uh, so uh, they launched, uh, it'll be two years ago in September. And so we, a portion of gen your generosity went to help them start. But we also sent a team uh, that went and helped them uh, on their launch Sunday as well. They still remember the faces uh, they were telling me even there. And so so thankful for our church. We're really a part of what God is doing down there as well. And so on behalf of Pastor Chad, he said, please make sure, tell Elevate how much I love them and I am thankful for them. So just wanted you guys to know that as well. So that's where I was. But y'all were in great hands because my wife, come on somebody. Come on, brought, brought the word. Let's go. And uh, what an amazing word just on her heart. And so um, I said, man, girl, you made it real easy on the message note wise. As you can tell today, we're going to go to work a little bit today. All right. Look at the person next to you and say, we're going to do a little work today. All right. A little work, a little work, a little work. All right. So I, I got a message on my heart that's, uh, that I've just really just entitled Living Beyond Yourself. We're entering, it's hard to believe, we're in July, everybody. And um, one of my favorite events of the year is right on uh, the, the, the precipice here in the, in the month of August. How many know as fast as July came, August is coming too. And so we've got our back to school bash, downtown Weiser Park, inner city. I am so pumped for it because one of my favorite things we get to do as a church and this message just kind of is going to support it. And I would encourage you, if you have not signed up yourself, uh, if you have kids, you're married too as well, get your kids there. It's an amazing, amazing time for them as well. I know, again, for our kids, partnering down there and helping to serve some of the little ones that are there is really awesome. So right now, we are uh, at around 250 uh, backpacks, but we are now expecting that maybe to now go over. We are having such an amazing response right now, and we haven't even got the word out, all right, of, of just not only the need, but the partnerships. I, I just want to tell you, we've got multiple business na businesses now uh, in our community that heard about what we're doing, that are partnering with us, that are helping to to be a part of this event. Yeah, and then here's the other cool thing, which I think th this is awesome because this is the heart of this church is we're a part of the big C. Come on, the big church, all right? It's not just Elevate City, but how I many know we got a lot of amazing churches around our city, and so, uh, but we've had a lot of churches reach out and just said, man, uh, Pastor Kyle, we just want to help in whatever way that we can, whether that's just sending more boots on the ground or, you know, however we can give to be a part of that. We just want to be a part of it with you guys, and so, man, with open arms, we, uh, we said absolutely yes, and so um, uh, we're excited about that, the response that we're getting is huge. So I want our church to be well represented uh, down there on August the 3rd. And so I want to encourage you, clear your calendar uh, and make sure you're down there for that. The, 
events at 1 to 3 that day. You're going to hear more about it in the weeks to come, but, um, but we get down there early to set up. It really is one of the, one of the most incredible things, uh, especially with generosity that this church does. It's amazing. And so I uh, want, want to encourage you to be a part of that. Get on the app if you haven't signed up. And uh, come on, no excuses. Look at the person next to you and say, no excuses, all right, no excuses, all right. All right, some of you are like, uh, yeah, no excuses, no excuses. All right, so let's get in the message today. If you haven't grabbed your message notes, go ahead and do that. And here's just really, you know, this is really what I just said, even with the back to school bash, goes into one of the uh, greatest values that I believe is, is important in life, and that's the value of giving. Uh, Jesus said it's better to give than it is to receive, and I just believe there's no greater quality that's closer to the heart of God than it is uh, the, 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 just the spirit of generosity. And we're going to read here in Acts chapter 4 that the first Christians uh, were actually very famous for their, their generosity. Let's pick up this verse here. It says, all the believers were one heart and one mind. Come on, everybody say that with me. One heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. Two things I think that's awesome from this is the first is what's so cool about God and his heart for us is he is drawn to unity. He's drawn to togetherness. And so I just love the fact that God continues to obviously demonstrate the power of us staying on mission with one heart and then with one mind. And then he goes on to say, hey, by the way, everything's not yours. You need to learn how to share. One of the toughest lessons my kids are learning are sharing. Sharing, we have this corny saying. I don't know who came up with it, but it's a good teaching lesson for my kids. Sharing is caring. Oh, look at y'all know it, all right? And so it's a good lesson for my kids right now. They're trying to learn it, but, uh, but how many know it starts with us? We've got to model that very well, and, and one of the ways that we model that is to realize that, that we are owners of nothing, but we're stewards of everything, that everything that you and I have today, we have to see as a blessing from God, amen? From the clothes that are on our back, come on, to the food that's in our belly, come on, to the roof that's over our head. How many know that we are a blessed people. And, uh, you know, I was thinking on this July 4th, you know, I took, I took some time, and I hope you did uh, as well, just thanking God for this nation. Uh, I've had the opportunity to travel a lot of third world countries and minister and preach, and, but I am telling you, I, 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 I remember one of those trips, I literally came and kissed the ground because I am just so thankful to the blessings that God has on this nation, and so, which is why we've got to continue to pray and continue to keep our nation covered in the power of prayer. Amen, everybody? And so it's so important. And so, um, but we've built this church on, on a few values with God, and one of the values that God has just really instilled in our heart as a church is the power. Of generosity, that in other words, that we're not going to think about ourselves first, but we're going to think about everybody else and how we can continue to help. So we've just desired that we want to possess a spirit of generosity. That's why we don't charge for things. We don't charge for resources. And how many thank God for free coffee? Amen. And so we don't charge for that. We don't charge for you know a few weeks ago back that we did the ice cream truck, and and one of our families came up to me after one of the services and said, "Man, I've never seen a church do rent out uh, you know an ice cream truck like this." And but that's the just the heart of this church is just generosity, all right? And we just want to continue to model that and uh, in ways that we serve in outreach and missions and that sort of thing. And so I wanted to give you the definition of, of generous. I thought this was so powerful. And I pray within your heart there's something that sparks within you, the desire that says, man, I want to be generous. I want to be known as a generous person. There's nothing, being, uh, there's nothing worse than being known as a selfish person, amen? All right? And so nobody wants to be selfish, I hope, all right? And so if not, uh, we're going to help shift that a little bit 
today if we are selfish, all right? And so here's what the definition of generous is. It says it means a showing a readiness to give more of something as money or time than is strictly necessary or expected. And so I want to talk to you today um, uh, on this subject of living beyond yourself of a of an incredible woman of God who I think uh, may have gone kind of unsung in this story that uh, I, I hope really brings some life to you and encouragement. And it's out of Genesis chapter 24 and verse 12. Pretty, pretty radical story um, uh, that happens here. So I'm going to give you some context, and then we're going to read a few verses, all right, So for time's sake today. But here's, here's what, was going ha- what was happening. Abraham was in a place that Abraham was getting very old. And in those days, the parents chose the spouse for their kid. I mean, thank God we're not in those days anymore, all right? Mom and Daddy may mess that one up for you, all right? And so, anyways, uh, so nonetheless, uh, Abraham, uh, instead of sending Isaac, he wants to keep Isaac at home with him. And so instead, sends his chief servant out uh, to go find a spouse for his son. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on this chief servant, my God. You know, thank you for that opportunity, Abraham. I, yeah, pick me, right? You know, and so, uh, so he sends him out, and he sends him out, and you got to imagine the pressure on this chief servant to get this right. I mean, no, he better get it right. And so he sends him out with 10 camels and sends some money with him as he goes. And so uh, he's in this place, much like you and I would be, trying to figure out how in the world am I going to be able to find the right person for my boy Isaac. Like, how's this going to play out? How's this going to go down? And so he gets to this well and he begins to pray. And that's where we'll pick up scripture here in verse 12. And it says, then he prayed. All right, this is the chief servant. He said, oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, gave, give me success today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing be- beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. And may it be that when I say to a girl, please let down your jar that I may have a drink, and she says, drink, and I'll water your camels too, let her be one, the one that you have chosen for your servant, Isaac, and by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. I love the quality that he's looking for in in this woman and the wife-to-be for Isaac, and that is the heart of generosity. He's saying, God, I want you to send a woman who's not just in it for herself, who's not selfish, but possesses a, a spirit of generosity. And this was a significant request that he placed before God. And this honestly was a huge prayer request when you think about it, as he's looking for generosity, because this brother has 10 camels. One camel takes about 20 gallons of water by the end of the day. Everybody says, that's a lot of water. All right, yeah, a lot of water. And it may not seem real big to you, but if you do the math, 10 camels, uh, you know, that's 20 gallons uh, each is 200 gallons. That's a lot of water, all right? And so then in the rest of verse 15, it goes on to say, before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. And so if you read your Bible, the rest of it goes like this, that uh, he, the chief servant, he sees Rebecca, and he actually runs up to her, and he says, hey, can I have some water? And uh, then he gets the, the response that he was looking for, and that is, yes. Rebecca says, I'm going to hook you up with some water, but I'm going to take care of all those camels too. Glory to God. This is a girl, and he knows it, you know, just by her generosity alone. And, and again, uh, 200 gallons. I did some math, so I think this is really interesting. 200 gallons that are drawn with a five-gallon jar, think about it, is roughly around 40 trips. It's probably pretty conservative. All right, and you would take that maybe about three minutes or so each. That's a little bit over two hours. 
two hours time, that man, girlfriend is like getting just the water for the camels. I mean, no, that's a good woman right there. All right. That's a good woman. All right. And, and when she finished, Abraham's servant, all right, goes back up to her and proposes on behalf of Isaac. Now, here's how it went down back in the day. All right. Instead of a ring on the finger, it was a nose ring. I mean, all ladies would have, single ladies appreciate a nose ring instead of a ring on the finger, all right? Some of you are like, yeah, I could hang with that. So anyways, that's the way they did it back in the day is, is he, he, he proposed that way, and then uh, she accepted the gold, accepted the jewelry and the proposal, and she said, yes, I'll go back with you, and I'll be the, the wife to, to this guy, Isaac. Now, this is a little lesson, I think, for all the single guys up in here, all right? Let's think about this. Girlfriend hadn't even seen Isaac yet. Hadn't even seen him. Don't even know anything outside of what she's experiencing right now. But here's what happened. When the jewelry came out, fellas, she said yes. Yeah, when, when, when the bling bling came out, she said, oh yeah, oh yeah. Look, all the camels, the money, he must have a little money too. Glory to God, you know. Yeah, I ain't getting no zero. I'm about to get me a hero. You know what I'm saying? And so, come on somebody, all right? And so, <laughs> little did she know the act of generosity that she possessed and had was actually going to impact generations. What's pretty cool about this story is if you go and study uh, just the heritage and the lineage of, of Rebecca and, 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 and her life, that she became the great, great, great grandmother 37 times, all right, to Jesus, which I think is really cool to know and to see the legacy that lives on. And so Rebecca was someone that made the decision that I'm gonna be generous, that I'm gonna go the extra mile. And you know what, her attitude, I think, really stands in, in, in stark contrast of what we see today. That, in other words, Rebecca said, I'm gonna do what you ask, but I'm gonna do more. When I think that we live in a culture where today, today people just do really what's, what's least expected of them or the minimum and just kinda go on and try to get the most out of it. But she models for us uh, some important life principles that I wanna share with you today that I think will be incredibly valuable for your life, for your family, honestly, for generations to come. I think if we can live by some of these things, I really believe we can have generational impact in Jesus' name. Come on, amen? For our children, come on, and our children's children, let's be a people that are understanding that we are living not just for today, but impacting generations to come. And so I think these things are really important that we pull from her life. The first one is this, is that you can't be generous and legalistic at the same time. Now, this is really important, all right? Rebecca had a very generous spirit. Generosity is not just something you do, it's who you are. In other words, you can't count the trips. Even though she had 40-some trips, it's not about how many trips she took. Now, she was legalistic, she'd been counting that way, but she was motivated by her heart, and, and, it, and what she was wanting to achieve was fulfilling the need that was there. She wasn't worried about how long it took. She wasn't worried about how many trips it took. And man, am I going to be out of here on time? No, her heart, which is what God is wanting you and I to understand, was captivated by a need. And said, whatever it takes to fulfill the need, I want to see to it that I fulfill the need. And so God is not looking, let me say this very clearly. I think this is really important for us as God's people, that he is not looking at the number of trips that we take. He's looking at the attitude of our heart. I think oftentimes you and I have a lot of delay in our life, and, and I want to help you not go into delay mode. How many want to avoid delay, amen, or detours? Because God is very interested in the motive of your heart. You can be a giver but not generous. 
And so it's very important that we understand that when God captivates all of us in our life, that he wants us to be, in other words, it's not something you do, it's who you are. And so if generosity is not something that you know or you're familiar with, it doesn't mean that you can't start now. It means you can start now. Listen, someday is the enemy of today. And so there's a lot of the mindset that people have. Well, someday when I, when, when I get this or someday when this happens, then I'll, then, no, 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 no. Today's the day. I love it. Scripture says today's the day of salvation. And so today's the day, not tomorrow, but beginning to take those course corrections in our life. And so God is very interested in your motive, in your why, and why you were doing this you know, in, in, the, in, in this journey. And is it about you? Are you trying to make that, you know? And so it's areas of the heart that I think it's always so important that we do heart checkups because that'll keep us heart healthy. Amen? All right? And so, uh, the, the, you know, when we look in Scripture, some of the ones that Jesus kept at a distance, at an arm's distance, were the re- religious ones of his day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they were caught up with religion. They were caught up with legalism in their life. They even, when they would uh, tie their spices, uh, they would, uh, they would and, and go out, they would actually go out, uh, shake out the salt, and they would count all the grains. They would count the grains and then say, okay, here it is, Lord, here's your part, and the rest is mine. How many can see the selfishness of that attitude and even that heart? And so, in, in, in other words, what's so important is that we understand that it is a heart issue. It's never been about the amount. It's always about the heart. Everybody say the heart, the heart, the heart. Amen, it's the heart. And so they were so meticulous, though, that the religious ones, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, missed the point. That in other words, you cannot keep score with God. And this is something that God is trying to get in your spirit. God is trying to get in your heart, not something just for you to process in your head. That generosity, let me say it this way, is a privilege, not an obligation. Man, as God blesses us, that guess what? It's an opportunity to do good. That we are blessed to be a blessing. And guess what? It's not just a money thing. Generosity is not just a money thing. You have the opportunity to go and make a difference on all kinds of levels. And and, and, and so we've got to broaden the horizon of generosity and see it as well as as how Christ says it. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Man, I love this verse so much. It says, each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Would you read the last part of that with me? For God loves a... One more time, for God loves? Pretty cool. Check this out. The word cheerful in the Greek is the word hilaros, H-I-L-A-R-O-S, meaning this, to have loads of fun. I love that part of the heart of our God, that he's saying, I want you to get to a point where giving is fun for you, that you understand that it really is more blessed to give than it is to receive. When I think about, you know, We don't know how many kids are going to be there now, but I mean, hundreds of kids in our inner city getting these backpacks and school supplies, and we're going to feed them lunch, and they're going to have all kinds of fun, all right, and so much happening. Can I tell you, that's loads of fun for the church. The church is not called to be stingy. The church is called to be generous. We should be known for our generosity. And I love it. I think it's amazing. And I think we need to demonstrate that continually to the world around us. Amen, everybody? I think it's so important. Here's the other thing I know is that you can't walk the second mile until you've walked the first. So, Pastor, what do you mean? I'm going to help you here. (laughs) It's easy. In other words, it's easy to, let me say it this way, it's easy to say what I intend to do. Well, if I had more time, again, I would do this. If I won the lottery, then I would give more. 
And all God is saying is this, I just want you to start with what you have. That's all I want. And look for opportunities for us to serve others and be a blessing. Be generous with what you have. Be generous with who you are. God is looking. Can I help our students for a minute? Because I think this is so important. Because I think we could check out uh, students. And, and I don't want you to check out on this message because it's very important for you. I think as a student, if you can understand this and get this, the heart of God in you at a young age to serve and to make a difference, this is huge. But you need to also understand that God is looking for faithfulness in the small stuff. And, and how are you treating your peers? Come on, how are you treating mom and dad? How are you treating your student pastors and your leaders and your teachers at school? Those are things that we're called to be faithful in as well. And, uh, and I, I want to say to all the, the men and women in here as well that God has called you and I to be faithful in the little things as well in our life. And can I just say this? Don't be stingy. Man, selfish people die alone. One of the most heart-wrenching funerals I've ever done in my 20 years of ministry was many years ago, I was asked from a lady in our church, it was just a, a really distant family member, and I was asked to do this, and this, this man was in a place where he hadn't talked to his family, you know, hadn't talked to hardly anybody in a very, 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 very long time, and it was, it was very tough in the sense that just wasn't a lot of people that showed up. And I remember doing that funeral thinking, man, and you know, I talked to some of the family members about it, and they just told me, I said, Pastor, you know, he just really kept himself, didn't want anything to do with family and any of us, and had one or two friends that showed up. It was the smallest funeral I've ever done. Uh, and when I say a few people, a few people, maybe 10. And it was very sad to me. And, but I did it, and I did it with strength, and I did it to encourage and obviously to honor the, the deceased. But, um, but, I, but, but I can't help but think when I drove home that day, I just thought, man, Lord, I don't want my life to be a tale of my selfishness. I want it to be a tale of, uh, and a story of, man, how he gave to God and how he gave to people and lived his life loving God and loving people. That seems like a legacy. That seems like something worth living for. Amen, everybody? And so I'm just telling you, man, selfish people, they're also dreadful to do life with. Oh, my gosh. They nauseate me. They just nauseate me. I just get nauseated thinking about it. And so I'm so for real, though. But don't, listen, don't be stingy, all right? Let me give you a couple ideas. Buy a meal for somebody. Give a gift card to someone. Think about others. Pay for somebody's gas. Give to missions. Uh, buy Girl Scout cookies. Come on, somebody, all right? Uh, figure out a way to be a blessing. Uh, you know, uh, mow somebody's yard. Uh, do what I do. Help your neighbors out when they don't know what weed killer is and do it for them. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Be a blessing to somebody. Somebody shout amen on that, all right? Come on, come on, there's always that neighbor, always that neighbor, always that neighbor. Maybe you're the neighbor, I don't know, but there's always that neighbor. All right, Matthew 25 says this. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. Man, man, I, I, I long to hear those words when I get to heaven. I mean, Kyle, you ran it well, son. Well done, good and faithful servant. All right, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Such a great chapter in your Bible to go read, Matthew 25. For many of us that are praying and asking God for more, and you're getting stuck maybe in the place of dreaming about what's more. Maybe, maybe it is that you need to get focused more on the moment and you're in right now and staying faithful with God's place in your hand today. I think it's easily, if we're not careful, it's easily, we can get easily distracted uh, dreams, if we're not even careful, can kind of distract you from preparation for what needs to come in order to get there. 
And so here's what I want to say. I want to encourage you wherever you're at in your life, be, in a, be a student. Be, be, be teachable. Be applicable. Be, be always in preparation for what God wants to do next for your life. No matter what that looks like, no matter the time that it takes, just go all in with God with that. I'm telling you, he has, he's the eye in the sky. He's always got the better vantage point. Matthew 5 says, if someone forces you to go one mile, go two miles. Give to the one who asks you. Don't turn them away from the one who wants to borrow from you. It's a generous spirit. Here's the other thing. Even small acts of generosity make a difference. Think about this for Rebecca. Someone said, well, it was only water, and it took two, it took two hours. And, and listen, what we need to realize is, is small acts make a huge difference. It doesn't have to cost you a lot. It doesn't have to cost you a lot of time. Sometimes needs to fill, it, it, it doesn't take a lot. It just takes somebody willing to show up and say, God, use me. And, 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 and somebody that's willing to be inconvenienced. Listen, your flesh, there ain't nothing in your flesh that wants to do good. The Bible said that there's no, listen, no flesh will glory in my presence. You and I have to realize that there's nothing good in this body. All right? We are a physical being having a temporary experience here on this earth because we are really spiritual beings. All right? And so we are, uh, let me say it this way, a spiritual being having a temporary physical experience. All right? So we realize, and this is what's important, that we are pursuing God with our all. And to realize, man, I'm not placed on this earth for me, myself, and I. I've been placed on this earth to make a difference in the lives of other people. Whether you're with me, whether you're not, I'm going to keep serving God, and I'm going to keep being a blessing to other people. Amen, everybody? I think, I, you know, there's, there's ways that you can make a difference. Maybe it's, it's writing a, note, a thank you card to somebody. How many know a thank you card can go a long way? Man, just thank you for who you are. Maybe, maybe you know somebody today that's going through something. You know, I try to tell our staff and our leaders all the time, if you thank it, do it. If somebody comes to your mind, there's a reason why they're coming to your mind. Don't be afraid to reach out. Send them a text. Send them an email. Hey, how about pick up the phone and just call them? Come on, somebody. Woo, y'all remember that phone call thing? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all are like, no, I ain't staying with the text thing, Pastor. You know, so anyways, a phone call to hear your voice is good, though, all right? I'll never forget of a story of a man right here in our, from our church who uh, some time ago, he was at uh, Speedway here in Fort Wayne. And uh, he was, it was in line, there was a big line that day, and he said, you know, he said, I, I saw the line, and he said, I thought, I, you know, I'm going to be generous. He said, we've been talking about it, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and be generous. And, and he said, I went to the cash register, and I looked at the clerk and said, hey, I want to take care of all these people behind me today. And all the people were just like, whoa, you know. And he said, you know, really wasn't a big deal. He says, probably about 15 bucks total for all of us, because it wasn't like they were getting a ton of things, some getting coffee and snacks for the day, whatever. And he said, you know, and afterwards I turned around, I was getting ready to leave when there was an elderly couple that was there and uh, just said, sir, I just can't believe you'd do that for all of us and just want to say thank you so much for, for doing that. And, and he said, oh, no, no big deal. And they said, actually, I said, for us today, it's a big deal. And we just want to say thank you today uh, for that because uh, you have no idea what it is that we're going through. And he said, I didn't think anything of it. And he said, so I went to my car and sat in and just prayed over those people that I got to bless today. And he said, and as I was praying, I just got a little knock on my window. And he said, and it was the elderly woman. And he said, I rolled down my window. I said, yes, ma'am. You know, what can, anything else I can do for you? She said, well, she said, I just again want to say thank you. She said, I just believe uh, God sent you today to be an angel to me, to encourage me and to give me hope today. And uh, she said, I just want to say thank you. And he said, oh, ma'am, you know, my honor, my pleasure, no, no big deal. He said, but 
I'm happy to help in any way. And so he said, I didn't think anything of it after that, left and went on my way. About six weeks later, he said, I was at another gas station. And he said, and I was just in line that day when I got a tap on my shoulder. And it was an elderly man. And he said, and I looked at him. And the elderly man looked at me and said, you don't recognize me, do you? And the guy from our church said, well, no. I said, I'm sorry, should I? And he said, well, yeah. He said, you know, about six weeks ago, you paid for coffee for my wife and I. And uh, he said, yes. He said, you know, I remember, I remember seeing you. And, and uh, he said, well, where's your wife at? He said, well, I want to tell you something, what happened that day and why it was so meaningful. He said, when you bought coffee that day, my wife came and told you that you were an angel sent to encourage and give hope. He said, I remember that. And he said, and from that moment, he said, I want you to know that day we had just left the doctor's office. My wife was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And he said, oh, my goodness. And he said, I'm actually on my way to get her right now. She's heading into hospice care, and she's expected to die any day. And he said, and I just want you to know that your generosity, your heart to love people and to reach out has affected us greatly. And we from that believe that, man, there is hope in this world and that there are still loving people like you around. And uh, he said, oh, my goodness. He said, I just, you know, I can't believe it. Uh, he was astonished by it. And he just said, well, let her know. I'll, you know, I'll be praying for you and for her. And he said, but I'll tell you what, what's going to bring a smile to her face is me letting, you, letting her know today that I saw you here today. And, uh, and so, I, and here's what I want to say. Any, anything, it, it, it may be the smallest act that you think is not a big deal. You don't know what people are going through that can really make a big difference in the lives of people. And so we've just got to get beyond our comfort zone and reach out. Come on and touch somebody for the glory of God. Amen, everybody? Matthew 10, 42 says, And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. Here's what you have to keep in, in, in focus is that when you give, you give to the Lord. That we are called to be ambassadors. I want you to think about that. Really take ownership to understand that wherever your feet tread and wherever you go, that I represent Jesus on my job, in my home, in my neighborhood. Come on, at the grocery store. Come on, somebody at the restaurant. Even, even when the service is terrible, you still got Jesus in you. It's an opportunity to help somebody. Show some grace. All right? And don't be like some of the others, all right? And y'all know what I'm talking about, all right? And so, and, and, and I, when you give, though, I'm just telling you, you give to the Lord. One of my favorite things to, to think about is when you and I get to heaven, the Bible says that there's going to be a book that's open. It's going to be the book of life to make sure our names are written in there. Names that, those that have a relationship with Jesus, that book's going to be open. Scripture says there's going to be another book that's going to be open. And it's called the book of remembrance. And the Bible says that for every good thing that you do will be recorded. For every door that you open for somebody, for every person that you reached out to help, God's recording those things in heaven. I just think it's pretty important to know and understand that God wants his people to be a people of generosity. And it's so important for him uh, that to, to tell us that, that he's got a book just uh, accumulating how many times that we've done good to people. And I just love that. You know, when I do good, I just think, man, you know, sometimes it just pops up. I'm just thinking, man, that's cool. I just, I'm reminded of how important that is to the heart of our God. Matthew 25, 40 says, I tell you the truth that whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers, you did for me. Listen, when you give, the impact of your generosity often outlives you. I think about what's going to happen at the back to school bash. Because it's not just for a moment that we're making an impact for generations. That we have met children and we have met their parents down at Weiser Park and all in that area. You know, we've been down there for seven years serving that area faithfully. 
That's why we're inching closer and closer uh, to some other big things happening. We've just got so much vision in our church. I love it. And, but one of the things that we know is, is the opportunity that we constantly give to give people an opportunity to know Christ. On this back to school bash day, there'll be an opportunity before all the kids and the parents rush to get uh, their, back, their backpacks and school supplies, they'll have an opportunity to accept Jesus in their heart. Now here's the cool thing about just, man, this is how we wanna model live as, as a church here at Elevate, is that we realize that, again, there's a lot of great churches in our city. And more than any other year, man, and, and, and uh, Dan Sparling, our outreach director, man, between he and I, we've just networked different ones, but we've got, again, partnerships, but we, now we've got more churches coming alongside of us. Here's why that's important, because when those kids and their moms and dads get saved, guess what, we're gonna, because we got buses now, thank you, Jesus, we got an opportunity to bus them in to our church if they want, or if they wanna stay closer to home, guess what, we're networking now in better relationship and closer relationship to some other great churches right in that area. And I just think that's the big C. Why? Because one church wins, we all win. We all reap the benefits because we're the body of Christ. Come on, amen. Amen. So I just love that. I love that. I love that we have that opportunity. So at the Back to School Bash, there's going to be a tent that's set up. You'll see it. And it's, it's going to be a tent that it's going to be a prayer tent, but it's also going to be an opportunity for those that want to go to church, either be picked up to come here or to network with some of the other churches that are going to be there. And they'll have an opportunity to get plugged in because, man, we just don't want them to stay a salvation prayer and that's it. We, just, we know when you've said that prayer, the mission is not accomplished. The journey has now begun. Amen, everybody? So we want to make sure as the local church that we do a great job of walking with people in the journey. Amen? So it's so important. And so John 4, 38 says, I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Man, I love this verse because, again, what we are doing today sets the stages for generations to come. I think about my children, my children's children and on. And my God, my prayer is that they go and do more and greater things than mom and dad could ever do. And, and us be able to look back and say, come on, son, come on, come on, daughter, go, go do it for, for the kingdom of God and be some of the greatest supporters and, and, and root them on in Jesus' name. See them win Fort Wayne and, and, and see them win, come on, continually reach out into the state and, and to the nation of the world and do great things for God. But here's the other side of that scripture that I know, that I know that Elevate City is reaping what others have sown. And we are in a place that those, there are many who have come to this city way before you and I ever got here that have prayed prayers for people like you and me, that we would come to this city, that we would be a part of this city, that there'd be even a church like this that would rise up in this kind of spirit in Jesus' name and go flood Fort Wayne with the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so let it be known that this church is a generous church reaching people. And people oftentimes think, man, there's a catch, but there's no catch to being generous to somebody. Amen. That's why I'm so thankful for just, you know, our, the, the heartbeat of just our church. And, you know, one of the greatest things that's always written in from first time guests, you know, we average anywhere from 10 to 12 new families a weekend in our church. I think it's an amazing stat to see that. And a lot of times when they write into us, they will tell us about the impact of our parking lot, our greeters, or our ushers. And so not even about the great preaching. Can you believe that? But Or the great worship. But, but here's the deal. Here's the true stat. The true stat is this, that a person who walks through a doors for the first time of a church within five minutes will already have made up their mind whether they're going to return or not. Within five minutes. 
Because you know what? People know if people are real or they're fake with it. And I'm so thankful because the people that are on the front lines of this church are people whose lives have been transformed, who's, who has come out of some stuff. And guess what? Now, as they've come out of the things they've been through, now they're blessing other people. They're not just sitting on the sidelines. They're saying, man, I'm going to go make a difference with my life. And I'm so glad because God's called nobody to sit on the sidelines. And so I want to just end my message giving you a couple quick things of how do we live this out. So I'm going to go through this quick. Acts 20.35 says, the Lord Jesus himself said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And so generosity, here's how we can live this out. Number one is by our time. Our time. Think of ways to use your time to store up treasures in heaven. You know, think about how your, even your kids and you and your kids can make a difference. The ministry you're involved in, serving others, making a difference. Number two is our talent. Guess what? Every one of you are a 10 at something in here. You're great at something, all right? And so that's where our growth track is helping you to find what that is and then go do it. Our growth track, by the way, starts back up the first Sunday of August, all right? We take July off just for a rest for our, our, our team that's involved with that. But to get involved and figure out your gifts so you can start using those for the glory of God to serve others and, and to use your giftings and your talent. For some, it might be starting a small group this fall. It, may, it could be the next great ministry in this church that God has called you to help uh, release in Jesus' name. You need to see our small group pastors, Pastor Mike and Sherry down here in the front. And talk to them about it as well. Third thing is our treasure. We can use our treasure to be generous. I want to give you something just very personal today uh, from, from, ours, from our family and just kind of let you see our giving. This is our giving covenant. This is something that I've laid before the Lord for quite a while and has, is, is a part of Bethany and I and our kids and how we believe when it comes to our treasures, all right? So I just want to give this to you. It's not in your notes. If you want to write it down, take a picture, or just whatever, that's fine, all right? But here it is. It's first of all, our, our standards for us and our family is this, that God owns me, he owns us, and everything that we have. This is part of our giving covenant, that... In other words, before we make big decisions in spending, that we always check with God first. Amen? Second is this, that we set aside our tithe first and we treat it as holy. Because it doesn't belong to us. Our tithe belongs to God. I'm not going to keep what belongs to God in my house. God says 10%, I'm giving it back to him, all right? So here's what we've learned as a family, that tithing isn't the ceiling, but honestly, it's the beginning point. So where you grow at, you sow at. And so for us, we, we grow right here in this church. So God says to give to the storehouse, and that's uh, the church. And so this is where we're at, and this is where we give. Third thing is we give from whatever's left over, to be generous on every occasion. That's our heart, that we, when, that we wanna be a blessing to other people in Jesus' name. And then here's the fourth and final thing is that as a strong standard in our life to avoid debt and mismanagement because I am a manager and I will be held accountable. So this is just our standard for the Mills family. You can, you can adopt it if you want or change it if you want, but that's just us and this is just our giving covenant to God. And here's the final thing today, and that is how we can be generous, is just our touch. Boy, I love this. I wanna give you a few ways in how you can touch the lives of other people. Because we have a lot of germaphobes out there that think, oh man, you like, I got to you know, like do one of these all the time. No, no, not necessarily. Notice Pastor Kyle typically always has you do a fist bump because I realize there are a lot of germaphobes in the world. All right, and so anyways, um, first one is number one, smile. Come on, everybody smile. Cheese it, yeah, come on. You look great when you smile, let me tell you. Everybody is showing your pearly whites and guess what, a smile doesn't cost you anything. Man, just smile. All right, second thing is sympathy. Man, how many know it's important to be a good listener? 
you know, just this past week, before and after the 4th, um, and we just have some families that are going through some things in our church right now. And just, you know what they need? They just need somebody to listen to them. And so it's our honor to listen and to minister. And so for some, it's sympathy and just listening. Third is just speech. Speak life in the midst of a world of negativity. My God, speak life. Amen, pastor. Come on, everybody ought to be amen in that. We need more life spoken out of our mouth in Jesus' name. We even need more life being typed. You with me? Oh, preaching good, pastor. All right. Number four is serving. Man, just ask how you can serve and make a difference. Number five is sacrifice. Paying the price to make a lasting impact. You know, we've, uh, I said this in second and um, should have said it first and I forgot. But um, it's been, uh, for some of our families in our church, man, it's been, man, some difficult, difficult seasons. And um, maybe you're facing some. But, um, I mean, man, it got me all emotional this morning after first service. By the way, our first service, let me just tell you, something happened, man. It's been incredible. It's like, it's a rowdy bunch, and I love it. And so it's amazing. Like, I'm getting way off here in my focus, but it's like anything can go on in third service too. But, but it's like three services. You, it's really three different types of services. It's wild. Worship team knows what I'm talking about because they're with me. Every service is the production team. But, but man, I, I just, you know, it was just, I don't know, man, it was, it was, it was incredible. But one of our families right now, are, um, he, Kyler Drenning, he's 10 years old. And um, he's had an ongoing fight with a brain tumor. And, um, and it's enlarged again. And this has been most of his life now. In and out, in and out, in and out of hospitals. In and out, in and out. Um, this family was desperate some years ago. I'll never forget, came to us. And unfortunately, unfortunately, there was a church that they were going to that told them the result of that tumor was because of sin. Oh yeah, trust me, I came up for air very quick for that. And I was not happy. And you know what we've done? It's done nothing but love and embrace them. And said, no, they ain't got nothing to do with that. We're going to pray and we're going to believe God for his healing work in their life. And, um, and so today, we, some of the leaders joined me and we prayed and laid hands on him today. Today, uh, on Wednesday, he's sent off to St. Jude in Tennessee. If you remember, remember Kyler in your prayers. And uh, I just want you to know something cool too that Man, just watching the church rally around them and even people in our community. And Ryan, the father, uh, uh, wanted to be down there with his wife and Kyler the whole time of the six weeks. Didn't look like it was going to happen until uh, employees at his company rose up and donated five weeks of vacation to help him be able to be down there all six weeks with his kid. I just think that's amazing. And um, yeah, isn't that awesome, everybody? And so I just say all that to say that you know, we're going to continue to take care of those who God sends us in here. But we also realize our primary focus is out there for those that aren't not yet here. And I'm so thankful for a church that loves people the way that you guys do. So it's an honor to be your pastor and to watch this church rise up in love. It's incredible. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give but he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves, there it is, a cheerful giver. Somebody likes to 
have fun and enjoy the journey. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm so glad that Becca didn't say, man, I don't do camels. Yeah. You know what I'm also thankful for too? Because her generosity has affected you and I today. I'm also thankful on March 18th of 2012 that our launch team didn't wake up that morning and say, man, you know what? I don't do church plants, Pastor Kyle. I mean, it would have been a rough day for me, all right? I'm so glad this morning that our dream team didn't wake up and say, Pastor, we don't do kids ministry or worship anymore. I'm so glad for their hearts. Amen, everybody? I mean, imagine what the world would be like if Michelangelo had said, I don't do ceilings. Imagine what the world would be like if Noah had said, I don't do boats. Think about it. Imagine what the world would be like if David had said, I don't do giants. Imagine what the world would be like if Mary had said, I don't do virgin births. I mean, no, we'd all be in trouble. Come on, how, imagine what the world would be like if Paul said, I don't do letters. But most importantly, imagine what the world would be like if Jesus had said, I don't do crosses. Here's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, yeah, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying no matter where you're at in, in, in your life right now, I love this scripture in Acts 15, 11, that says this, that we are saved because Jesus out of sheer generosity moved to save us. It's so easy in American culture to have excuses, but I'm just telling you that God is continually as his people calling us to rise up into the place of his call and to go make a difference in this world for the glory of God. And here's what I'm challenging you. It's easy to stay comfortable, but dreams die in the place of comfortability. And I'm challenging you today in Jesus' name to allow yourself to get to step out of comfort. Some of us need to get on the app right now or right after service. Sign up for this back to school bash. Start serving with your life. Get in the growth track in August because why? We've got tens of thousands in this city that need Jesus and it ain't gonna happen with us just sitting on our butts. We've gotta continue to go forward in God's plan and mission for our life. Because it's not about me, it's about people. People matter to God. And because they matter to God, they better matter to you. Man, I feel this today. Come on, let's pray. Just bow your head right where you're at. Heavenly Father, we love you and we honor you. I pray for each and every person here today. God, that you would give us Maybe we don't have it like we need to, but give us the burden of reaching more people. But this journey and even things that we're going through, we can get so sidetracked by our own circumstance that we forget the main mission of life, and that's to reach people. But Lord, in the midst of what we go through, you are so faithful to see us through. Yeah, no music just for a second, guys. I just feel this. Keep every head bowed right now. I just feel like there is a few people in here today. I don't know who you are, but God is talking to you. God is calling you to rise up and to rise higher in his call. And I'm just telling you, don't let fear, don't let intimidation, don't let anything hold you back any longer from God's pursuit in your life to reach the fullness of your calling. 
I just believe this today. I don't know who this is. I haven't felt this in the other services. But there is somebody or somebody's here today that need to hear what I'm saying. And you need to wrap on what God is saying. Come on, let's get focused on what God is wanting you to get focused on. But there's a call there. Don't sit on the call any longer. God needs you. I'm telling you, the, we, the church, need what's inside of you to step up and to arise in your place in Jesus' name. And I speak that over every person right now, that God, I believe the fullness of this word today is not just for a couple of us, though. It is for all of us. And so, Lord, I'm asking you that you give us the courage. You give us the faith, God, to rise up in Jesus' name. There are world changers sitting in this room today. And I pray that, God, you would cause our faith to go higher, to grow stronger in Jesus' name for the glory of God. And Lord, we give you thanks today for what you're saying and what you're doing and how you're moving in us, God, because we want more of you, more of your power, more of your strength, God, to see people in Fort Wayne change for the glory of God. Nothing is too big for you. Nothing is too difficult for you. So Lord, I pray, commission us, and God, I pray, empower your people now to rise up in the fullness of of their calling. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Now, if you're here right now with every head bowed and all eyes closed, come on, team. And, 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 and I just ask you right now, just be honest with God, all right, with wherever you're at in the journey. If you don't know him personally, we don't want to leave any service without giving this opportunity today. And you don't know him, you can know him personally today. Or if you're in a place that you have maybe walked away from God and you realize that today, man, I've got to cling to him. He's the only thing that's holding me together, and He is. He is the only thing that can hold you and I together. And you realize today, I'm, I'm not going to live cold, man. I'm going to live hot and pursue God with everything within me. If that's you on the count of three, I, I don't want you to hesitate. I don't want you to wait. Don't forget about who's on your right and left. This is a moment between you and God. On the count of three, if that's you, slip up your hands and say, man, pastor, that's me. Come on, one, two, three, real high. Say, that's me. Come on. Yeah, hands all up. Proud of you guys. Proud, proud of you guys. Awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome, yep, awesome, guys. Thank you. You can put your hands down. So proud of you guys. I want to lead you in a prayer for those that raised your hands. Come on, church, let's just pray. Just say something like this. this is really, there's no formula, but just pray from your heart. And just say, Jesus, I give you my life today. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of my past. I invite you into my life, and I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me, and thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, y'all. Can we put our hands together and give God, come on, just a great praise for what he's done. We love you, Lord. We honor you, God. Thank you, God.